Many of you good people we know. Uh, some of you uh, may not know me. I'm, it won't take long if I speak many words. You'll figure out, sure enough, that I'm from Alabama because of my voice and language, or from way down in Georgia. You know, more about it. <laughs> but it, but it is Alabama. <clears throat> uh, I'm standing before you. Don't mind telling you, I'm pretty close to what Brother Doyle was talking about, the average age. I fit right in there. And most of the times up till now, my wife and I have always been in the younger group. You, you know what I'm talking about. But I stand before you today, I can honestly tell you, being one of the most thankful people is here, and I have a reason. I, I, those of you that might not know, I, I'm glad to just share just a little bit to let you know. Uh, for about 63 years of my life, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I don't ever recall even taking an aspirin, and that's the truth. Uh, didn't need one, and thankful for that. But then seemed like uh, about three years ago, uh, ended up uh, probably over a hundred thousand dollars worth of medication, uh, which was more than enough for probably all of us here. But on three different occasions. I can honestly tell you, the doctor told me and told my wife that I was that close to being out of this world. And I knew it on all three occasions. But one of the occasions, an uh, <clears throat> elder man spoke last night about experience. Now, I had the uh, maybe what he's speaking about, the experience of grace uh, in my younger days. I've, uh, I can't stand before you and say that I was with another order and I'm just so glad to have found the Old Baptist. I've been an Old Baptist all my life. My mother carried me to the Old Baptist uh, in her arms. And I was raised up among the Old Baptists. And as Brother Mann said, that's the last thing I want to be the rest of the days of my life. But I, I have, and I, I'm honest to tell you, I know it wasn't just a dream. I have another experience that I'd like to just share briefly with you, and it's so close to what we find recorded in the second letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthians. Uh, in the 12th chapter, he speaks of someone that he knew about 14 years ago. And if we really look close, we'll find he was speaking about himself. If we could this morning, I'd like to tell you that 
I believe it was an experience that I was blessed to be in the presence of Jesus. I too was carried to the third heaven. I saw things unspeakable. I can't really tell you how beautiful heaven really is. But Jesus spoke to me and told me, said, I wanted you to see this. I wanted you to get a little glimpse. He said, it's not your time. Come and follow me. The next thing I knew, I was back in my room in the top of the operating room looking down just as I had left. I saw the doctors, I saw the nurses working on my body. Oh, very unusual. But let me tell you, it was real. This is what you would call an out-of-the-body death experience. I want to especially impress upon you that the Lord knows exactly how to get your attention. He got mine. <laughs> but the thing I'd like to let you know is all my life I have heard about it and I really believed prayer was good. I've always believed that. But I want to tell you, most all of you good people I found out were praying even for me. And the Lord blessed me with a miracle. A lot of people you talk to today, they don't really believe in miracles. Now, they'll agree with you in the past. Oh, yes, there were miracles that God performed. But I want to tell you, God hadn't changed. Miracles still take place today. And when it's affecting you personally, well, the way I take it, I, I just would like to share it with the people that I love. And that's you. <clears throat> but I'm reminded that Paul, in the third chapter of Philippians, as he wrote to the Philippian brethren, in verse 20 and 21. Philippians 20 and 21, chapter 3. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior. For a while I thought Brother Doyle was going to steal my text. <laughs> he almost did. We look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body 
that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. Now, how's that coming about? Tells us in the same verse. According to the working whereby he is able. Notice those three words. He is able. <laughs> Even to subdue most everything. No, all. All things unto himself. That's the reason why I can say this morning that I honestly believe if you don't convince me differently, I'm the most thankful person to be here. Because <laughs> I almost wasn't. <laughs> but, you know, I'm reminded of the, uh, the elderly gentleman, he and his wife uh, had passed away finally, and they were in heaven talking to one another. And uh, the husband spoke up and said, you know, heaven's so wonderful. He says, you know, we could have been here 10 years ago until you started baking those uh, oat brand muffins and made us both eat them. <laughs> but, uh, don't get me wrong, I, I'm not a health food freak. Uh, I, I'm really reminded of the elderly sister that was in the hospital. And, you know, a lot of times, like I'm sure you've all witnessed, there are some ministers, I hope not among the old Baptists, but uh, you've seen this take place that'll rush right in. And one did that and said, uh, Sister, here I am to save you. And she said, sir, said, my eyes are dim. said, would you come a little closer? And he came up closer. She reached out and held his hand. She began to look at his hand and said, oh, no, get away. <laughs> you are an imposter. He said, what do you mean? She said, I don't see the nail prints in your hand. Now, our vile bodies are going to be changed. That's a fact. Paul got a glimpse of heaven. And I too have been blessed with that same guarantee. And, and I was brought up among the old Baptists to always say, well, somebody asks you, are you a Christian? Our normal answer is, I hope I am. Mm -hmm. But I've come to find out that's not a good enough answer if you've really read the Bible like you should. There are some things that God's people can know. Uh, long years ago, Job spoke this way and said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. He knew it. There are some things that we can know. 
we can know of a surety that Jesus has already given unto us eternal life. And I believe that's what the Apostle Paul is speaking about here. For our conversation is in heaven. And that's what I enjoy so much about this type of meeting. Why, every one of you that I've spoken to, it's just so wonderful to see you and, and chat with you a little while, but usually every time we, we begin speaking about how wonderful heaven is going to be. And I agree. But we don't have to be so ashamed or so backward to just say, well, I hope I'm going to be there. Jesus has given us a guarantee. He didn't just give us a chance. Jesus has given us an assurity. And I believe the Apostle Paul was speaking uh, more about than just a conversation. He was talking about his own citizenship. <laughs> he was talking about that, hey, this, this world is not my home. I agree with that. In this world, it's just a temporary dwelling place. In Hebrews 11 and 40, we find that God has provided some better things for us. When you get discouraged in this life, don't know of anything any better to cheer you up than to know that God has provided already. Why, Jesus even said that I have gone to prepare a place for you. That where I am, everybody in the world is going to be with me. No, I didn't say that. That where I am, there ye may be also. Uh, I came across this uh, a while back. And I pondered a good bit, and I, I want to share this with you. But there was a, a leader that got together an expedition to go to the South Pole. Now, we've heard a lot of them that went to the North Pole. But for some reason, Ernest Shackleford decided to go to the South Pole. He got together a group of men, and sure enough, they almost got there until Ernest realized they were in trouble. And he had to leave his men on what's called Elephant Island. And he told them, I'm going for help, but I'll be back. And many times... Ernest really made the effort to get back. But due to the weather and due to the ice at the South Pole, it was most difficult to get back. But there was one occasion when the ice broke, the weather broke, and Ernest thought, surely now's the time. He went in and just a short while, his men came out with him. And later someone asked, how was it possible to do this? 
And the second in command that stayed there on Elephant Island said, well, our boss left us, but he said he'd be back. And we believed him. And, and when the weather would break every time, I would tell men, boys, it's time to roll up the sleeping bags. You see, what really took place when he came back, we were packed and ready to go. And that's the reason they got out in such a short time. I want to tell you, since our conversation is in heaven, and the Apostle Paul is reminding us that these old bodies of ours that are decaying more and more each day, I want to tell you, God has provided something better for us. And I just want to remind you, the Apostle Paul even went further when he said... The time for my departure is at hand. He said, I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Now, to me, the Apostle Paul's telling us how we ought to be packed and ready to go. The Apostle Paul was ready. I, too, want to encourage you, as Jesus does, to look for his appearing. He's coming back. might be today. might be tomorrow. It might be a thousand years from now. We don't know. This is one thing that God has really kept to himself not even any of the angels in heaven know but I'm reminded of the soldier that was found during the civil war young 18 year old young man the chaplain was looking over the battlefield and Oh, many soldiers he found that were already killed. And those that were still alive, he did what he could to comfort them. But he kept hearing off in the distance, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And he finally got over to this young man. And when the chaplain got there, he opened his eyes and said, uh, Sir, said I, I wasn't calling you. He said, Well, I, I heard you say I'm here. He said, Well, about ten minutes ago, I thought I heard him calling the roll in heaven. And I wanted to make sure they knew I was present. Now, you know, you find a lot of ministers today that would have you believe. They'll stand up boldly and say, I know I'm going to heaven. I know I'm going to be there. And if it just so happened to be that there was going to be a list made out and 
shown, say maybe this afternoon. Can you imagine who'd be the first trying to get to the head of the, the line to see for sure if their name was on that list? There are times when I can tell you like Paul did, my conversation is in heaven. And when I'm on the mountaintop, I don't have to say I hope I'm a child of God. I can say of a surety, I know that Jesus some way and somehow died for me. He's gone on and prepared a place even for me. I'm one of His. I know He's mine. We forget about saying, well, I, I hope I'm a, a child of God. I'd like to just tell you that as the Apostle Paul was saying, that the time of my departure is at hand. I've fought a good fight. I believe the Apostle Paul was packed and ready to go, even though, as it's been brought to our attention this morning, many times we feel, as the Apostle Paul did, he even said that, you know, I'm between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. I have a desire to go on to be with the Lord, and, and yet there's something causing me to want to stay here. I'm reminded so much, uh, a lot of you might remember my father-in-law. One of the greatest sermons I ever heard him preach, uh, Elder Arthur Lee Beckett, many of you knew him. He had gone out in the cemetery one time, and he began looking at the... Uh, the dates of people that were born and then the dates that they died. And he came back and he said, you know, what impressed me so much of the visit there in the cemetery, and I, I didn't know, so I asked him, what was that? He said it was the, the little dash between those dates. Brother Doyle was talking about that dash. We are right here in the middle of betwixt and between. But I want to remind you, our conversation is in heaven. And Jesus has already prepared a place for us. We should always be ready. We should be packed. We should be ready to go. Heaven, I can assure you, is well worth waiting for. No more troubles, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death. Oh, I want to see Him. I was in His presence, but... I'll be honest with you, as God's Word teaches, I didn't get to see His face. I'm longing for His appearing. I'm longing to see Jesus, and He's promised He's coming. And we believe that for sure. Jesus didn't say, if I come. He's just talking about when. And you know, it's best we don't really know when. 
the reminder that we get from the scripture is going to be more or less compared like a thief coming during the night. Now, if every one of you here right now knew that a burglar was going to be entering in your home right now, oh, you'd give anything to go there and, and be sure the police were all around to catch that burglar. Uh, what Jesus is saying is that we'll be caught off guard. And we can be sure of that. Even though it would even take place while we are having a meeting like this today. Let's just be reminded that our conversation is in heaven. And that these old bodies of ours are going to be changed. I, I can't help but just share with you, it's a little bit comical, but uh, reminds me of a situation sometimes. Uh, this old farmer never had been to town, and his son wanted him to go to town and said, come on, Paul, let's go to town. And, and sure enough, they went to town, he saw all these tall buildings. He didn't know what to think of it. And they were really carried away. They went to this giant hotel. His son had his dad by the hand and said, come on in here, Paul. And you know the thing that amazed the elderly gentleman so much was the elevator. Of course, my wife and I have kind of gotten partial to him here lately. But the, the gentleman noticed in particular an elderly dear lady that got in the elevator and the door closed. And while they were standing there, in just a few moments, the door opened back up. And out walks this beautiful young woman. And the old man said, Son, said, you wait right here for a few minutes. Said, I'm going to run back home and get your mama. And I want to put her in one of them so she can go through that. Uh, that's just a reminder of these bodies of ours are going to be changed. Now, I'm, I want you to know, we're talking about a God that's able to perform and also transform. He's not going to just repair these old bodies. These bodies are going to be transformed and fashioned like the glorious body of Jesus. I'm going to be honest with you. Just like the good sister there in the hospital looking at the hands, I can't tell you for sure. I have my own thoughts of just how Jesus is going to appear in heaven. On one occasion before he left, he told all the disciples and those around Behold my hands and my feet. Now, I can assure you that in heaven, Jesus will still have the nail prints. But if he does, we're going to be like him. And the best part about it, whichever way it is, we're going to be satisfied. I can't think of anything that would be any better since our conversation should be in heaven. 
And as the Apostle Paul explained that the time of his departure was at hand, we're getting one day closer to the time when Jesus shall come back again. You hear very little about that today. Not too many ministers speak concerning the second coming of Jesus. Oh, it's going to be entirely different from the first. Jesus is coming. There's going to be a, a shout of the voice of the archangel. Jesus is going to appear and we're going to see him with a longing in our heart. Kind of reminds me of a, a little lad that was uh, out on a windy day, just like we've had the wind blowing here in April. And he was flying a kite. And the kite was way up above in the clouds. And an older gentleman walked by and said, Son, said, what are you doing? He said, Why, sir, said, uh, can't you tell? said, I'm flying a kite. And the older gentleman looked up and said, I don't see a kite. He said, Son, how do you know you're flying a kite? And he said, Sir, every once in a while, I feel it tugging. And I want you to know, when we are longing for Jesus to appear, there's that tugging on the inside. Yes, there's that warmth that takes place within us. We are longing for the appearing of Jesus. Oh, what a day that'll be. A glorious day that'll be. There won't be any more troubles, no more heartaches. There'll be peace forevermore. One, and let me give you some good news. All this preaching you're gonna, we're going to enjoy it here during this meeting. There's not going to be any preaching in heaven. <laughs> Isn't that so? Hey, but there's going to be singing. And I tell you, I'm packed and ready to go. I trust that you are. God bless you.